It's Cosmic Queer. Okay, that was absolutely the best intro yet. Holy shit, another episode. This may have even come out before my actual other episode mm-hmm. because my computer has just been in the shop and uh, the computer I have is good enough to kind of do things, but certainly not good enough to edit a thing on. So that just has to wait because I did have uh, some sound issues. Uh, anyways, so... We're just going to dive right into the science this time. Uh, I forgot my mic stand, uh, so you know what? (laughs) Well, I shouldn't have even mentioned it. There's going to be zero sound issues. It's going to be, like, so smooth. Like, it's going to be the best episode yet. You don't even fucking know. So, anyway, uh, let's just jump into it. Something that I think is super cool, and I've been trying to do a lot, and I think that a lot of people should get into, because it's so, so simple, is grounding or earthing, which is just like walking around outside with your shoes off, which seems like some dumb hippie shit, uh, (laughs) but, uh, like, I mean, we're the only animals that wear shoes, and, uh, like, electricity, uh, in the form of electrons is something that is necessary for our little human bodies, and the ground is full of free electrons running around, and that's just how you can get them. It's just by being barefoot in, uh, you know, the earth on dirt and in living stuff like grass. And uh, so, you know, like, uh, basically, the electrons are very, very good for you. And uh, what are they called? Like, uh, help me out here. I want to say, you know, the thing is, if you say it in the way that, like, oh, my gosh, walking around on the earth, it is a very hippie thing to think about. But also, I feel like the science behind it is essentially the same science behind why you want to be eating, like, blueberries, you know, because they're antioxidants. Or what is the fucking berry that everyone is obsessed with for antioxidants? I want to say it's a blueberry. I, yeah, I like, think it right? is blueberry. It could be an acai. I don't know. It's in a smoothie. It's purple. Um, and everyone loves it because it has antioxidant properties, which a lot of other things do as well. And so, like, that's one of those things that we know having anti- antioxidants in your bodies are going to be reducing your free radicals. And so when you have less free radicals in your body, it doesn't mean you love the cops. But... <laughs> <laughs> Um, it means you're going to have lower, lower rates of like inflammation. You're going to have a better immune system. You're going to be regulating your cortisol, which is your stress hormone better. So, you know, I think to say that walking around on the ground barefoot and getting electrons from the negatively charged surface of the earth, the science behind that is about the same level of strength, give or take some papers, um, as it is about eating antioxidants, which is so beneficial in the diet. No, yeah, that's actually, yeah, that's pretty much what this article uh, ends up saying. Let's see, I'll read a little quote. 
Uh, it says, our main hypothesis is that connecting the body to the Earth enables free electrons from the Earth's surface to spread over and into the body where they can have antioxidant effects. Specifically, we suggest that mobile electrons create an antioxidant microenvironment around the injury repair field, slowing or preventing reactive oxygen species ROS delivered by the oxidative burst uh, from causing collateral damage to healthy tissue and preventing or reducing the formation of so-called inflammatory barricade. We also Okay, my mouth is very dry. Uh, We also hypothesize that electrons from the Earth uh, can prevent or resolve so-called silent or smoldering inflammation. If verified, these concepts may help us better understand and research the inflammatory response and wound healing uh, and develops new information on how the immune system functions in health and disease. Uh, that was long-winded, mm-hmm. but, uh, pretty much, uh, uh, yeah, like, we should just be getting back to nature as much as possible. I mean, like, there's certainly things I don't want to do. I love to walk around barefoot just because I hate to pick a shoe out in the morning, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, uh, I think that, uh, I don't know, like, I think, because, like, people are in such, like, a state of just, like, complete disease that it's crazy to think that if we were, like, healthy, that we could go beyond that and, like, just to think, like, what humans could be if we could be more than absolute perfect health. Because there's just, like, it's like everything is killing us. (laughs) That's fun. No, I feel like the standardization of healthcare really does kind of limit what you think a person's potential should be, you know? And that kind of ties into the other thing I wanted to talk about, which is epigenetics, which I, okay, so for anyone who doesn't know epigenetics, the not so boring version of it is like, it's basically like you have to assume instead of nature versus nurture, what if nurture is affecting nature directly so everyone kind of thinks you know like you have your dna you're born with it it is what it is but apart from just that dna that you know you're born with and you traditionally think of as being your genes you also just have a large chunk of your dna where it depends what genes are being turned off and on and that determines what kind of proteins are being expressed so essentially you might have a b and c but you're only going to be turning on a or c maybe and this doesn't happen before you're born or after you die or whatever it's during your lifetime so it's kind of like if you want to think of your dna as being the macroevolutionary thing to help you adapt your epigenetics is kind of like your fractally small version of that to help you adapt through your life you know, so mm-hmm. now we know that, like, if someone in their lifetime has a lot of stress or whatever, their genes are going to be affecting the way that their baby is born. And I don't know if you know this, but basically, when we're born, any female will have all the eggs that she will ever have in her whole lifetime. So if you think about a tiny baby girl, 
in a woman who's experiencing whatever life, she is affecting not only her genes, but the genes she's then passing on to her daughter and her granddaughter. So we're talking three levels um, of gene changing just in one lifetime. And that's stuff that science is already kind of caught up to and we're kind of thinking about already. Um, but I think it's super interesting to see how we can kind of use that to kind of amplify our own potential in our life, you know, instead of just concentrating on diseases and whatnot. No, yeah, I think that's really interesting. Like, what type of ways can people affect their genetics, like, for the better or the worse, do you think? I would say in just, like, the broadest terms possible, if you just think stress, right? So stress versus lack of stress or maybe no stress, right? So the more stress you have, you're going to be affecting your genes in different ways, you know, kind of because you're living in a chronic state of like flight or fight. So overall, this is going to be decreasing your immune functions, causing higher rates of depression. And we know people who experience a lot of stress in their life do have a higher chance of activating their genes that cause these things, you know, as well as passing those genes on. So if we can accept that, I think we have to also kind of look on the brighter or other side of that, which is what if we're trying to promote a life of no stress? Like what genes will be more likely to activate then? No, yeah, absolutely. Because I know like stuff like, because with meditation, you can absolutely mm-hmm. affect your genes. Exactly. And like, uh, I know like, well, because like, it's like everything affects your genes because it's like, because yeah, I mean, because you could say, like, the same way, like, I don't know, because, uh, what, like, I feel like the same way, uh, like, a bird knows to hunt whatever fish mm. is the th- same thing that it's, like, the, like, weight loss gene or, like, or weight, uh, gain yeah, gene. And that's so funny you mentioned that because, like, um, insulin resistance and diabetes and also, like, obesity are also things that are triggered by a system that's predominated by cortisol, which is the stress hormone, you know? So if if people are leading lives that are overall less stressful, would they be more likely to have, you know, dietary or lifestyle habits that are better for them just on a genetic level? Because we know it's not so simple as, like, you know, you pick and choose. It's also just, like, your body and brain working with you or against you, you know, kind of subconsciously determining your behavior a lot of the time. No, yeah, so it's just, like, genetic memory. Yeah, essentially. And we used to think that that wasn't a thing. Like, I remember, I don't even know, like, learning, like, a very, like, basic, you know, genetics 101 back in the day, and it was like, oh, yeah, like, if this... You know, if this person learns how to do this thing, then it doesn't matter because their son will be just as stupid. (laughs) 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 But, you know, I think honestly, no, you know, that that's not really true because if someone spends a certain amount of time, say, like focusing and really changing their whole mind and physiology so that they can apply themselves like that, that absolutely changes your genes and that absolutely will affect your offspring. So, but yeah, I think the problem is that it gives us this level of agency over ourselves and over our own nurture and nature that I don't think a lot of people are very comfortable with, you know? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. But, it, like, it also, yeah, because, yeah, I think that does make people uncomfortable that they, 
like they have so much of an effect yeah. on their kids. Yeah. Or themselves. I think people sometimes like to think of themselves as static or unchanging, you know, uh, for better or worse. But our like plasticity in life is like essentially endless is what we're just discovering no yeah so yeah you can literally yeah so you can just get rid of negative genes throughout your life with just i don't even know so yeah what would be the process like the process, well essentially if you think about it from an adaptive perspective at least this is what the study shows in react you know, show in uh in regards to the studies about like stress hormones activating certain genes you know so basically if you're in a stressful situation you have like a flight or fight right and if throughout your life you're in a lot of stressful situations your genes remember i said with epigenetics it's all about which of your genes are you turning off or on so if you think about like you're walking through a house the house is your life and all the rooms on a lot of the floors are just dark so you're gonna have to be turning the switch on in those rooms right Mm -hmm. versus if you're walking through somewhere else where the lights are already on you're gonna be turning them off Mm -hmm. so let's see if it's daytime which ones do you want to be turning on the rooms that are dark or light versus if it's nighttime you're going to be turning on the ones that are you know what i mean if that makes Mm -hmm. sense so if you think about like your life being stress bringing you stress and all those things your body and your physiology is going to react to help you adapt to a situation of stress and if you keep activating those genes if you keep having those situations to a point where you are activating those genes that becomes permanent or semi-permanent okay yeah huh no yeah i definitely think like i would love to just see more studies done with that and just see in what specific ways people can affect their genes because i know people are definitely affecting like their genes and turning on like uh particular genes with meditation and stuff but yeah i have no idea what's going on there because i definitely feel like sometimes like like i'll have a particular month or day where i feel like i've turned on my funny genes (laughs) and i'm just doing a lot better in comedy than i would generally and then there's other times where i feel like it is definitely shut off but i feel like that with a lot of aspects of like my personality or just like certain things Mm -hmm. uh and it yeah it certainly it's just i don't know it's just like about making it stick i guess sure. it's all about like tuning in i feel like sometimes you're really like in the zone and like even with meditation i feel like a lot of practices will tell you like when you're in that like state of like whatever like calmness or stillness or whatever word you want to use for your meditation like that is when you want to like you know the trick is to make that stick because that state will be literally activating your physiology and such a way that they find that people who meditate, you know, over years and years and years really are changing their bodies, you know? No, yeah, that's really interesting. I really need, I need to get there. I, I just, uh, if I could focus. Uh, okay, so uh, something I think is uh, just, I don't know, like, I, I just think it's so crazy. Like, it's horrifying to me that, like, And I don't know what it is that, like, some subjects are, 
so taboo not taboo i mean they're certainly taboo but like some things that are just science are just like people act like yeah i don't even know what to say like it just bothers me and worries me so deeply that people don't like think 5g is insanity like people just aren't worried they think it's some nonsense it's just like some conservative nonsense just another republican conspiracy and it's like you guys like get your fucking science from science don't like be like ah that meme was funny that's where i hold my beliefs now (laughs) well see that's the thing right i feel like sometimes it's a taboo topic because we sometimes use science as like a catch-all or like a prayer for whatever but then we're not really thinking about it as science is just a tool you know what i mean like it's not a religion it's not a safety net it's not a band-aid it's literally just a tool that can be used or misused and sometimes i think people don't want to look at the misuse of that because it's very convenient or not convenient i mean in terms of 5g i'll be so honest until recently i could not have told you what the fuck the difference between 5g or 2g or 3g was because I don't know about you, but that stuff makes no sense. There's a number and a letter, and that's it. That's the whole word. <laughs> um, technology is hard. It is. Like, and I think people don't. I mean, I think it's like if it works, then you don't need to know how it works. I think that's just the human brain sometimes. Um. But yeah, what do you think about 5G? What did you think about it before now? Uh, well, I don't know. I'm just like a huge conspiracy theorist. Well, because like I've always known that like the phones and stuff that we already have are fucked up. But it's also like reading more about it. Like they would just, you know, they call all of like the different types of like 5G and all this stuff. Like when you're reading uh, the science article, like the science journals, they just refer to it as like different types of microwaves. And it's like, I grew up being told like you are not supposed to stand too close to the microwave so for people to be saying like yeah these things give off microwaves that you know that already has not sat right with me for quite a while That's so funny. you don't even use the microwave no i won't even use a microwave because like what do you mean i can't stand next to it and i'm cooking my food in it that's so funny you know who else used to stand next to things while they were uh turning on frequency devices the people who invented x-rays oh yep yeah and you know astonishingly um a lot of them died I was going to say a lot of them live, but that's the real miracle. I mean, I think just think it's so funny because it's one of those, like, classic American, you know, leap before you look history moments. Like the seatbelt, like how we invented the automobile and then didn't even think about inventing the seatbelt or implementing it legally until years later, you know. The x-ray is fun because this dude invented the x-ray in, like, 1894, 95, somewhere around there. Um... 
and it was a total accident, like most great scientific breakthroughs are. He was just standing next to some tubes, stuck his hand under a thing, and bam, he just saw his whole ass hand. <laughs> like his, I would freak, I would freak out for a minute. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Um, That's crazy. <laughs> but that was the fun story. Anyway, I mean, it really took off from there, and everybody was using X-rays and like technology and medicine and science, whatever. This one dude one time was taking an x-ray of this boy's head, and he had his head right up next to, because they used to do these giant plates, you know, so they can hold the people up to the x-ray machine, or the beams, rather, the rays. And then the next day, he goes home, and he notices that there's a perfectly round bald spot on his head, exactly where he'd been pressed up to, like, the round tube part of the (laughs) x-ray, when he'd been doing this guy's x-ray for an hour. And there's just, like, so many stories like that. Like, people would get blisters and burns. And I think the scientist in San Francisco just died. I think she was the first one, but there were several after. The point of this is to say that the X-ray got invented in 1895. And it wasn't until 1934, which is about 39 years later. Someone stop me if my math's wrong. But 39 years (laughs) later that... There was actually the U.S. government implemented laws regarding, you know, how much quantitative measurement of the ionizing radiation was deemed safe, you know. And so in these 39 years that people were going wild with this crazy new amazing, and x-ray was amazing technology, like no one is disputing that, um, great medical breakthrough and whatnot. But it took 39 years of people getting weird little injuries and burns and shit and eventually dying off in droves before someone took account of the paper. That, by the way, had been published in 19... Let's see, 1925, I think, the definitive first paper on the safety guidelines and stuff by a physician was published. But they didn't listen to him for at least 10 years later. That's fucking insane and, like, so worrying. It is. It is interesting to me because then after that, my next thought was, hmm, I wonder when we started using, like, 2G. And if anyone out there is curious, we started using 2G widely, according to the internet, (laughs) by around 1999. And right now it's 2020, so we're right around the 20-year mark. So if we're on the same trend as the x-ray safety guidelines, it's not a good trend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're about to, well, I'm sure we've already seen the effects, but we're about to start seeing them studies. Yeah, the problem with like longitudinal studies is they really cannot be effectively done until it has been a certain amount of time. So when there are people out there saying there's no scientific studies that can, you know, effectively prove that any kind of frequency or electromagnetic frequencies are doing harm definitively, yes, that's true, because these things have only been around for 20 years. But on the other hand, it doesn't mean that there it won't be true, you know. No, yeah, absolutely. And weren't like we were talking, and you were t- telling me about because like out here in, uh, well, at least in the valley, it's <laughs> a big thing where there's just like, you know, the all these big uh, cell towers will like intersect. Uh, and so the city just tries to like make it look like a cute little park (laughs) oh my gosh yeah we drew past one i think near your neighborhood and you can hear like the the zinging of the towers which you normally cannot you know like i live near towers and stuff but you can hear the zinging off of that whole little half a block area that they've made into a dog park 
God bless. <laughs> I don't know what that, that was so good. I took the setup for a really sad movie. You know what I mean? Like family moves with their little dog to a dog park area underneath these like Oh my gosh. Um, that's gonna be that's gonna be an after school special one day. Just watch. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But no, yeah, you can just hear the buzzing off of these things from like so far away, and it's just like it sounds unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you were saying, like, there's actually been, like, some low-key studies about, like, living close to the cell towers, right? Yeah, I mean, see, the thing is, when they do these studies, they'll be like, oh, I wonder why these people are getting some kinds of illnesses, you know? Is it because they're old and they're living by these cell towers? Is it because they just all happen to have dementia and they're living by these cell towers, you know? It's like a correlation causation thing. So no one's pointing fingers per se, but after a while, you have to start noting certain patterns of behavior. And like just historically, this was the same thing in terms of when they started talking about how um, aluminum and like aluminum-based products and foods can lead up to certain types of cancer and, you know, cause the misfolding of proteins that can cause a risk of Alzheimer's. It's like the same type of studies you're seeing now and the same type of denial that you're seeing from the corporations that have a lot to lose if these things are even remotely true. And if the world has taught us anything in the year 2020 is that corporations do not have your best interests at heart. <laughs> oh, yeah, not even a tiny bit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ah, great. Here we go. I didn't want to link a study until I had it right in front of me, but I did find it. Yeah, so there are there was a study that was done in 2008 that was linking the radio waves from cell phone towers to Alzheimer's and dementia. Yeah, that's fucked up. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, people, like... Yeah, a lot of people can't help but live next to these places. Mm-hmm. And it's insane that just living somewhere will increase your risk of fucking dementia and cancer when your water's already fucking poisonous. And it sucks because people always get to this point where they're like, uh, well, you know, if everything gives me cancer, then what's the point? Uh, the point is, fuck these people that are poisoning every fucking facet of society. <laughs> the point is not to be like, oh, well, guess they're killing us, whatever, bruh. Like, it's... The great thing with this is there are so many ways that you can... It's not just, like... It's not between, like, oh, my gosh, like, you have to just die or you can never use a cell phone again, you know? There's definitely a happy medium where your people are doing actual medical research on things like these, you know? And there's actual laws not being passed that says you can just build fucking towers whenever you want. Completely crazy. No, yeah, but I think we also need to get the average person to that point where (laughs) they're upset enough to be helping these laws move along because most people think it's such bullshit you know or even if they know like or i know a lot of people who know in their hearts like it's so bad for you but they're just it literally is just that they're like well everything causes cancer like what am i supposed to do blah 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 blah. see and you know that kind of learned helpness helplessness is really not good for you psychologically or physically No, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that is what just kind of makes me think, like, I don't know, people need to be brought to just do more action in communities and stuff, because, no, yeah, like, you, everyone is right. 
everything does like cause cancer and everything is so fucked up but that's because these people these corporations are that fucked up and it doesn't have to be that way because all of the shit that these people sell causes cancer and is poisonous and shit but all of the stuff that the earth provides is not like this does not have to be the way that we live we don't have to be in a situation where you know we don't know if the water is clean it's not spoiler (laughs) alert (laughs) no yeah because these cities like are it's so fucked up like the extent to which they are lying to people about the quality of water and like the way that like literally people are just getting brown water out of their faucets and like we're not talking flint you know we're just talking like any neighborhood like and these pipes are so old and why would we believe like when like these people are just changing the pipes regularly like what you fucking kidding me there's a certain amount of just happy blissful ignorance i think that goes around but i mean for what it's worth i think for the 5g like the way that I mean, I don't know. Do we talk about how 5G is a little bit different than the rest of the Gs? Or are we going to assume everyone knows that? Because for me, it was a little bit of, like, new information. Uh, I mean, we can talk about that. But then again, I know nothing about technology other than stuff that I, you know, actually try to learn. I'm not really a techie person. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll read a little bit about why it's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I don't yeah. understand this too I, much. You know, okay, I think I think I kind of got the gist of it. Which is essentially in, like, literally one sentence or less, which is just, like, all the other frequencies, or, uh, sorry, all the other Gs, the 4G, your 3G, your 2.5G, which I don't remember happening, but apparently did. Um, 5G is different because you're going to have a higher number of frequency bands. So with all the other ones, you could, you're going to have less than 5 gigahertz, which is a certain frequency. But now once you hit 5G, you can access... 6 gigahertz all the way up to 100 gigahertz and beyond which is just called the ultra frequencies so because you're using these ultra frequencies essentially you're going to be using conveying higher rates of data but in the same amount of time if that makes sense like if you think about like Mm -hmm. if you're compressing a file you know what i mean because you're using the higher frequencies you cut down on time so this is great for all these like companies you know they're going to have faster data faster whatever the fuck but the way they get through with this is because in addition to the microwaves that you were talking about earlier, which is how the cellular networks work, mm-hmm. they're using, they're also adding something called millimeter waves and sub-millimeter waves. You want to hear something fucked up, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that millimeter waves and sub-millimeter waves are biologically active, which means they cause a thermal reaction when they come into something that is biological. Like, for example, people. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things I read, actually, was that studies show that, you know, um, exposure to 5G actually activates people's sweat glands because it permeates through the skin layer, um, just a layer of skin on your body. And so that's horrible news for me because I'm already always sweating in L.A. Same. (laughs) So expect more of that, folks. You'll really feel the global warming. (laughs) (laughs) But the hilarious thing is the government has fully admitted, um, and we have links below, I believe, that 
a lot of countries, including you know the U.S., Russia, China, straight up use these frequencies, these ultra high frequencies, which is the 5G ones, as as way to kind of as a way to dispel crowds. Essentially, as a crowd control mechanism. So what they'll do is they'll direct these frequencies at a certain group of people, and because it's biologically activating and it causes a thermal reaction, it causes like a burning, crawling feeling on people's skin, and people hate it, and then they move away. And that's just been like a patented crowd control thing that defense organizations across these countries have already. Isn't that fun? That's so fucked up. (laughs) Oh my god, the things that they use against just like for just like for crowds of people doing nothing to leave is fucking insane. Oh my god, that's so fucked up. Uh no yeah, so like uh I've uh there is an article that I read on uh CBS local that I'm trying to pull up. Uh here we go. Uh, but basically, uh, I've oh, seen, yeah, so uh, this was pretty crazy, uh, and I've seen multiple articles like this, but we'll just focus on this one, but, uh, so there's this article on CBS News, uh, that basically, uh, here's the headline, it says, uh, after several childhood cancer cases at one school, parents question radiation from cell tower. So, long story short, uh, their sprint put in a 5g cell tower next to an elementary school and (laughs) over the course of i think uh a year uh they uh just watched multiple kids start getting cancer in different places like the first kid uh kyle uh, was 10 years old and he got diagnosed with kidney cancer in 2016 and then uh, he uh, it was like really bad he had to like learn how to walk talk and eat all over again and then uh, two more kids of the school were diagnosed uh, that year and one of the kids had brain cancer so like kids at this school keep popping up with cancer and they keep popping up with different types of cancer and like really bad like life-altering shit and it got to the point where uh, these parents went and had like uh, they started contacting Sprint and they were like look our kids are getting cancer so that is reason enough shut it down this is fucked up and Sprint hit them back and was like, hey, uh, yeah, that is cool what you said, but, you know, actually, this is totally within uh, the government re- uh, regulations for EMF radiation. The government regulations for EMF radiation are so fucked, and they're about to get worse because people are fully trying to classify 5G with the advent of 5G. They're trying to classify your skin, um, which is an organ in the truest sense of the word. It covers your whole fucking body. Um, They're trying to classify your skin as an extremity because the levels of government EMF radiation or all that kind of stuff are way higher, like, except to be acceptable for your extremities versus your head and torso because that's where your quote-unquote organs live. Mm -hmm. But your skin is an organ. So you're just going to be getting way more exposure 
because of this like weird little loophole they're trying to use. Isn't that wild? No, yeah, that's fucked up. But yeah, so Sprint told the parents basically, "Fuck you, we're within the law," and the parents were like, "Um, all right, word." Uh, so they went and hired a, a private investigator to go test uh, the EMF uh, and radiation levels uh, around the tower. And turns out Sprint was actually lying and the radiation levels were much higher. And once uh, they got that information out somewhat publicly, then Sprint was like, hey, we're not in the wrong but just to, you know, appease you motherfuckers, we'll take the tower down. But what's also fucked up about this is that, like, okay, yeah, they lied, uh, and that's super fucked that the radiation levels were higher, but in all of these studies about uh, 5G and EMF in general, it says that the government-regulated level, it does cause harm. So, the fact that it's over it is super fucked up, but even if it was at the, you know, regulated level, these kids probably still would have been having, like, fucked up uh, stuff going on, but, I mean, for these kids to only be, like, 10 years old, and they're getting this cancer, you know, like, they're not, you know, they're, like, that means, like, this stuff is, like, really intense because cancer is supposed to develop over years you know like so for a bunch of kids to just like get it like that an accelerated rate of mutation is definitely i mean and the thing is one the current guidelines which i don't know if they've been updated recently but the last time i checked they're using guidelines based on things that were studied in the 80s. So we also definitely need updated guidelines. But within those same old-ass guidelines, like certain amounts of radio frequencies and like um, electromagnetic radiation are just deemed a carcinogen, which means they know it causes cancer, like as a fact, you know. Uh, no, yeah, that's super fucked up. But uh, yeah, because this is the article that... I was talking, well, uh, I will link to this article, the CBS article, but uh, this has happened in a bunch of different places all over the world, and this is uh, one of the reasons that people have been, like, trying to fight uh, 5G cell towers coming in their neighborhoods, uh, because it's just, in- it's insane, like, just how quickly people are developing fucking brain cancer be- for- to get faster internet. Like, that's so fucking stupid, especially in a country that has the slowest internet in the world. We we honestly have the slowest fucking internet in the world. I I used to live on a literal island, and I had better internet there. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so, like, that's just a joke in our fucking faces. It's really just to, like, trick anybody that's never been to another country to experience better internet or that's never seen any statistic at all of just how other countries are doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, no, yeah, it's so ridiculous to be putting these towers in, in when we are already surrounded by stuff that is so bad for us. But I don't know. I don't know what we do about it but i think people we just we certainly need to get people to a point and just i don't know educate who you can yeah. 
I suppose, because it it's so crazy to be having these things installed in our communities. Definitely. And even now, like, I live in a place that, like, barely gets a uh, fucking signal. So I have, like, a pretty much a mini cell tower installed mm-hmm. in m- my apartment. And, and I know that's so horrible for you. And it was, like, my internet was bad, too, so they gave me, like, some free 5G upgrade. But I don't have... I'm pretty sure there's no 5G tower in my area. So it must be coming out of that box that just sits in my living room. And it's like, that's so bad for you. And then on top of that... On top of that... It's, the like, these fucking... Um, like, every time... Like, uh, the phone now... Uh, anytime you want to, like, uh, like, uh, do Bluetooth, like, mm-hmm. connect something to Bluetooth on your phone, uh, and you, t- like, turn the Bluetooth off, it will automatically turn the Bluetooth on again after 24 hours if you don't specifically go into your settings wow. and turn the Bluetooth off. That's unfortunate. No, yeah, it's crazy because, like... That's just an extra signal going through your head all day. Mm, can't do it. And then, like, we've popularized, like, okay, because, of course, like, wires can suck, but... Let's talk about AirPods. No, yeah, like, <laughs> it's literally just a uh, EMF going directly through your brain. brain. And, you know, it's one of those things where we've known on a fractal level that putting things directly in your ears and putting and blasting, for example, music, right, now... I think it's common knowledge to kids, you know, parents will be like, oh, no, like, don't put those headphones into your ears and blast it super loud because you can cause some kind of deafness, which is a mechanical injury. And so by that same fucking logic, you know, if you're putting, you're jamming something in your ears and blasting it for long periods of time at high intensity, you will be causing some kind of change, you know, to your body. And we just know this. Like, that's just, you can't, can't not think about that. No, yeah, that's so ridiculous. Like, that's, like, one of the conspiracies that I hold close to my little heart. Yeah. Because I I hate walking into, like, a store now, and you can't see, like, you can't find any headphones that are wired. Oh and it's God. not like I love a wire, but <laughs> I prefer to be wired to my phone as opposed to be putting... like cancerous frequencies directly into my brain directly that's so funny i mean the minute that airpods became a thing and apple got rid of their iphone or their little what's it called their audio jack Mm -hmm. i had to buy a google phone because everything you said is so true but also a bitch will lose an airpod the second i step out of the store like no 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 and that's what they want (laughs) that is what they want and it's like i know that's what they want and i know i'll end up giving it to them but i can't you know <laughs> no yeah you're smart to not do that apple is just so ridiculous like they just throw it in your face it's, and it's so funny because now i think the iphone came out with like a hundred dollar iphone or that whatever the fuck it is in time for corona so you really just do see that their whole business model is just based on selling you as much shit as possible no, yeah, it's funny because, like, you were telling me recently about how uh, Steve Jobs, uh, at his funeral, like, his last thing was to give away the autobiography of a yogi, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like, 
at, like, you see, like, for somebody who gave away autobiography of a fucking yogi at their funeral, you see no fucking hint of humanity in Apple whatsoever. Nope. Nope. I have no, I don't really know that much about Steve Jobs as a person, but, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked, because, like, he wasn't, he was kind of a dick, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, people say he is a huge dick, and if you watch, there's this one movie that, that like, like Ash. Uh, I don't know. I watched two, uh, like biopics of mm. him where, like, one of them I think Ashton Kutcher played him. Oh wow, Ashton and, Kutcher. Yeah, and I think I people hated it, but for <laughs> me it was just like, oh, to see, like, it was just me seeing what Steve Jobs was yeah, like, so it was fine for me. <laughs> And I was like, no, yeah, huge dick. Uh, it was horrible to his wife and his kid. Yeah. Uh, and I guess, like, yeah, his whole thing was supposed to be, like, he's a cool tech guy. He did acid. Big uh, fucking deal. <laughs> no, Anyone yeah. can do drugs. That does not make you spiritual. <laughs> no, yeah. So, like, that's supposed to be, like, oh, he's so cool. He dropped acid. Uh, but uh, he's just a dude. Uh, no, yeah. I don't know. He just pretty much, he just seems like an asshole. And I, yeah, it really throws me off to yeah. think that he uh, handed out autobiography I mean, of fucking Yogi. I just have, my personal theory, which is based on absolutely nothing, is like, he died from cancer, right? Yeah. A lot of people try to find meaning when they know they're about to die. You know? No, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I... Uh, I don't know. I just hate a fucking billionaire. I'm glad he's yeah. dead. Talking to you, Jeff. I feel like once you reach billionaire status, you should only have three years left to live. Well, see, the problem is it's all about the redistribution of assets, you know? No, yeah, you shouldn't be allowed to reach billionaire mm-hmm. status. But if you did, three years. <laughs> Babe's <laughs> ready for the guillotine right here. Like. No, yeah, three years, and then I will redistribute that wealth. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, well, this was a short one, but I think we have wrapped it up short for today. Uh, I will uh, be uh, back at it with more information uh, bothering somebody else, <laughs> yelling conspiracy in all the ears. Uh, until another time, a thank you. This has been the Cosmic Queer Podcast. Deuces.